Welcome to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics. Hello and welcome to this special Family Week episode of Seder Stories. I'm your host, Curtis Stoichoff, and today I'm lucky to be joined by Philip and Patrick Turner of the Holy Cross men's lacrosse team. Now, Phil and Patrick kind of have a unique story when it comes to their family and a Holy Cross. Phil, a senior this year, is the 17th member of his extended family to attend Holy Cross, while Patrick, a freshman, is the 21st. Now, guys, your older sister, Catherine, also attended Holy Cross, and she graduated in 2019. So can you just give me some insight into how this happens? Where did it all start with your family and Holy Cross? Yeah, so the um, the first member of our family that came here was uh, my great uncle, James J. Dowd, and he, um, or Patrick, great uncle, great grandfather. Great grandfather. Yeah, geez. Um, great grand, it gets kind of hairy. Great, uh, great grandfather graduated in 1910, and he played basketball and uh, baseball here. He's actually in the Hall of Fame, so he's on one of those plaques when you walk down the hall, but um, fun fact, he actually held the record before Bob Cousy, so every time I kind of Patrick and I walked past that statue outside. We get a little better. But um, from there, it was all of his sons who came here. And that was the time where it was only uh, only men could come here. Women weren't allowed. So um, all of his sons came here. And then from there, my mom's generation was all of her cousins and her siblings. And one of her cousins, Kate, is actually, I think, was part of the first class that uh, they allowed women here, which is pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, so he was actually a um, two-sport captain here. And he also pitched for the Pirates and the Reds. And then I think he also pitched for the minor league Montreal team, which was pretty cool. Um, and then eventually his sons attended. And then my mom and her siblings wanted to come here and just became a family tradition over the years. And um, yeah. And like, I think uh, my like mom went here along with my brother and sister and a bunch of cousins. Cause it's just like, the reason I came here is kind of just because like I would always hear stories about how awesome of a place it was and um and originally I didn't really plan on coming here I I, I wanted to play lacrosse in college but uh I didn't think they were really interested in me and then I went to a prospect day and did pretty well and then they reached out to me um which is pretty awesome cool yeah so I mean that was kind of my next question was had like since you guys were little were you always planning to come to Holy Cross um, or was it maybe something that developed later on in your life that you decided to come here? Um, you know, I think it was something that I never always knew that I was going to come here, but I mean, kind of like Patrick was saying it all like the family gatherings, you kind of hear your relatives talking about the school and everyone's got shared stories or shared people that they know. And it I mean, with that many people in our family that have been here and you hear it all the time, it kind of makes you want to be a part of it. So it was always in the back of my head. I wouldn't say that I always knew I was going to come here, but, um, you know, once I kind of decided that I wanted to play lacrosse in college, it was my number one uh, choice for where I wanted to go. And then, you know, it was just kind of a waiting game and hopefully they recruited me and they did. But um, yeah, I don't think I always knew, but I think that I was always familiar enough with it to the point where I decided I want to play lacrosse and just kind of fit and connected. Phil, you know, as the older brother of Patrick, um, I know, an older brother he's two years older than me um and I know that like if I went to the same college as him I bet he would have been 
probably a little bit harder on me than he would a normal friend or a normal teammate or something. Do you find yourself being harder on Patrick uh, because he's your younger brother, or do you think maybe you're more protective of him for that same reason? Uh, um, I'd say definitely both. I mean, I'm always hard on him, and he knows that. Um, I have been since we were little kids, but, I mean, it's all from love. I'm just trying to, you know, make him better. We're only here for a year together, so he's got three years after me with a team that I spent a lot of time with. So it's kind of – me shaping him selfishly so he can kind of carry some stuff on. But I'm also, yeah, very protective, you know, and um, I don't like a lot of like, it's hard because you want to make him tougher and all these kind of things. But um, I mean, at the end of the day, he's still my little brother. So uh, definitely still very protective of him in that sense. Right. And now Patrick, obviously, I mean, you're following in Phil's footsteps a little bit coming to Holy Cross and playing lacrosse here. Um, but now that you're here, do you find yourself kind of like trying to forge your own path uh, as an individual? Or do you kind of look up to him and say, like, here's what he did. I want to do the same thing uh, because he's my brother. Yeah, I would kind of say it's a little bit of a mix of both. Like, obviously, like I want to make a name for myself and do what I want to do here. But um, obviously, like you can't forget the fact that we're like a legacy at this school. And I, I can't I still have to like look up to my brother and, you know, listen to what he has to say, because like he's been here for a while. Um, now, Phil, as a senior, um, you've been through it at Holy Cross. Um, it's your fourth year. What's maybe a piece of advice that you could give to Patrick as a freshman that you wish someone had told you your freshman year? Um, it, I mean, I've definitely told him this before, but um, just to be a sponge, you know, you go through th three classes of seniors and upperclassmen before you're your own senior, and there's little there's little things that each class does that um, if you pick up on, you know, you can carry on to the next year. And it's kind of like an unspoken tradition on the team, just not that specific stuff, but just certain things. So just being a sponge and kind of, you know, taking in all that you can of what the older guys and the older grades above you have left behind and make sure you carry it on. Um, because yeah, I, I think that's, I, I think that's go. what makes it such like a good school is because like, there's a lot, it's, there's a ton of family connections and uh, kids like, well, as a freshman here, they'll have older siblings and then they'll learn from their tradition and then carry it on. And it's, that's why it's such a, a cool school because like there's a lot of um, family connections and different stories all across the page. Kind of looping back around to your family ties here. Um, I guess can you just kind of like tell us about maybe some things you've heard from older family members uh, when you were younger or even through high school as you were growing up about Holy Cross that made you want to come here? And just kind of like, what is like the X factor that Holy Cross had that keeps the Turners and the rest of your extended family coming back? Um, for me, I guess it's two things. I mean, we grew up a very Catholic family. So Patrick and I have always gone to Catholic school. Same with kind of both of our parents grew up in that kind of environment with their families. So that's always been kind of the backbone of what drives us and just, you know, being a Jesuit school and having that many relatives talk about their experiences with the Jesuit school and, you know, service after school or during school or experiences they've had with priests on campus and classes they've taken. But it kind of ties back to what I was saying earlier, where um, with that many people who've gone to the same school within one family at reunions or family gatherings, and they're all talking about it, it almost makes you jealous that you haven't been a part of it yet. So um 
I mean, I think I already said it, but I kind of just wanted, I'm sure Patrick felt the same way to be a part of it and be able to kind of contribute to those stories and pass them down. Um, yeah. Those are, those are the two biggest things for me. And then for, I would say that it's just kind of um, the thing that makes like Holy Cross kind of stand out is that uh, the school just like has this energy and it kind of just attracts like certain types of kids that I genuinely like to be around. Um, they're just like good kids. They, you know, work hard in school, but also really care um, about others and like do everything to, you know, like further themselves in life. Is there anything that maybe I didn't ask you about that you feel like is relevant to your story personally and like your family's story here at Holy Cross? Yeah, one thing I was going to say that I thought about during this podcast was um, our, so my mom's cousin actually is like a pretty famous alum here. She, her name's Ann Dowd. She's in, uh, she works for, um, like she, she's a actress and she's in uh, The Handmaid's Tale, which is the show on Hulu. And she's also in uh, the Law and Order episodes. She's in a bunch of movies. Um, a ton of other stuff, yeah. Like, uh, she's very famous. She's has done very well in her career. Um, I think she's actually filming a movie in Australia right now. But she, she's awesome. And she went here. And if you look up like top 10 famous alumni from Holy Cross, like I think she's one of them, which is really cool. Um, and that's just something like I think should be a part of our story. And it's also like going off of that, it's cool that she's at that point now from a small Jesuit school in Massachusetts. So um, I think that says a lot about Holy Cross as well, as much as it does yeah. about our family. Definitely. Well, guys, thanks again for taking the time to talk with us today. It's definitely been great hearing about you and your family's story here at Holy Cross. For those listening, stay tuned. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with the Van Severin sisters of the Holy Cross volleyball team. Run, roll, walk. Massachusetts is getting moving again, and UMass Memorial Healthcare is here to do our part. Push, pull. We're the region's leader in orthopedics, with more doctors, more expertise, and more locations than anyone else. Stir, kick, get moving again with UMass Memorial Healthcare's orthopedics experts. Jig, jog. Appointments available now. Call 855 UMass MD. UMass Memorial Healthcare a proud sponsor of Holy Cross Athletics. Hello and welcome back to this Family Week episode of Seder Stories. I'm your host, Curtis Deutschoff, and this segment, we're joined by Sophie and Emma Van Severin of the Holy Cross volleyball team. Now, we've been doing a little research, um, and we think we have about 15 Crusader active student-athlete sibling pairs uh, at Holy Cross. Sophie and Emma, you're one of those 15. We talked to the Turner brothers of Menzel Cross in the last segment, um, just kind of getting into you guys, um, being all the way from Iowa, obviously, Sophie, you were the first one to attend Holy Cross. Um, what first attracted you to coming here to Holy Cross? Um, so for volleyball, there's, um, a recruiting platform called NCSA. And so that's really how I found Holy Cross. And then once I visited, um, obviously like, I'm pretty sure everyone answers this question pretty similarly, but the campus is just beautiful. And like, the small, like, um, smaller school, like, attracted me personally, because I went to a smaller high school, so I kind of wanted the close-knit feel um, from that, and then, obviously, it's a high academic school while still getting to play volleyball. Um, It just aligned perfectly with what I wanted um, in my college experience. So, then, now, Emma, did you become interested in Holy Cross, kind of, because Sophie was here, 
uh, or were you already thinking about coming here, whether or not she was here? Uh, I first was interested in another school in the Patriot League because I liked the competitive league that both schools were in. Um, but then obviously since Sophie went there, Holy Cross messaged me and they were like, hi, you wanna come here? <laughs> Pretty much too. And so I met with the coaches and they kind of convinced me along with what Sophie said about the campus and the program and how we were really on the come up and she wanted to recruit a lot in our class to get better. Um, I know like sibling relationships, rivalries, whatever you wanna say um, can be interesting. They're all unique to each and every sibling pair. Um, so Sophie, as the older sister with Emma now coming to Holy Cross, do you find yourself maybe being tougher on her as a teammate uh, because she's your sister or do you think you're more protective of her or how do you think that that goes? Um, maybe like a little bit to both of those. Um, we're pepper partners. So like when we warm up every day, um, we warm up with each other and that we get a little, um, aggressive with each other. Um, just because like, it's like, you have like more freedom of like what you can say and it like not be taken the wrong way. Like I, that kind of sounds weird, but like, um, I guess you could be a little harder on each other than you could on like a regular teammate. Emma, you think it sounds about right? You think she's fair to you as a sister and a teammate? Yeah, I would personally, I would say I'm the tougher one on her because I'm very critical, I guess. I don't know if she agrees, but if we were warming up, I'd be like, you're dropping your shoulder. Like, come on, like we need to get a good warm up or something. And she's like, chill out, like we're fine. Like I'm much more like spazzy than she is. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so now, Emma, do you find yourself, um, when you think about yourself, your time here at Holy Cross on the team and, you know, in the classroom as well, do you think of it as trying to follow in Sophie's footsteps or do you think of it more like you're trying to forge your own path and make your own story? I definitely see it um, with me trying to make my own story because I remember when Sophie came back from school her freshman year. I really liked how much she matured and it was really nice to see how going out of state that far really made an impact on her. And so personally, I wanted to do something like that and I saw huge changes. And being here with the academics, I've definitely like gone up and down with what I wanna do with my future, but we're definitely on very different paths with that, so. So obviously like you guys are far from home, um, coming from Iowa. Uh, now to both of you, I guess Sophie, you can start and Emma, you can jump in. Um, what do you appreciate about having your sister so close and um, being able just to reach out and talk and see her whenever you feel like? I personally think it's really nice just from going, um, from not having any of my family out here to then having Emma out here, I kind of feel more in the loop. Like sometimes like my freshman and sophomore year, I felt like very out of the loop as to what was happening at home because I was so far away, I've like, just, it just, I was just out of the loop, but now like I have Emma. So I feel like it, there's more of an effort to like, keep us both like in the loop and what's going on. And like, she's also, Emma's younger than me and both of my, our siblings are younger than both of us. Um, so she's a little closer in age to them. So she like kind of is like the liaison between me and them because sometimes we butt heads just cause there's such a different age gap between us. And Emma, how do you feel about that? 
like having your sister here? Um, I really like it for emotional support, obviously. If I needed to just talk to someone in person, I have a family member out here. And it's really easy to just be like, let's go like eat at Kimball, like something so simple like that. And it's nice to have a family member to do that with. Now, this past weekend, you guys played uh, against Colgate. And uh, Sophie, you set the program all-time digs record. So congratulations on that. Obviously, it's a great accomplishment. Um, what was it like being able to do that, not only with your teammates, but with your sister here as well? And then Emma, what was it like to see your sister accomplish something like that in person? I really liked having Emma there because like, I personally had no idea, like during the game, like they, like my, the whole like team started cheering and freaking out. And I literally was so clueless as to why. And Emma and one of my teammates like asked me when I came like off the bench, they're like, do you know why we're cheering? And I was like, no, because we just lost the point. So I was so confused. And she's like, you just set the like dig record. And she like, came and gave me a hug and like hyped me up. So like, that was really nice, especially because like my parents couldn't be out here and like that. So like, it's nice having someone in my family, like immediate family there to support me. I mean, obviously my team supports me as well, but like just the family connection is nice. And going off of that, I really like to be there, but I was a little sad because I thought it was going to happen at our home game. And I planned on making posters and stuff like that. So a little disappointed, but I was really proud of her. And like she said, I went over and freaked out and hyped her up. Is there anything that I haven't asked about yet that you feel like is important to mention when talking about and thinking about going to college with a sibling? Um, is there some part of the, the dynamic that I haven't touched on that you guys think is like a big part of the story? Well, I just think that one thing is like, I feel like when people like hear that you're going to school with your sibling, it kind of like sounds like there's like the pressure, like, oh, you're just like doing what they're going to do. And like, you're following in their footsteps. But I feel like, especially in college, that's like, just such like a, like, such a false statement because you have so many choices in college as to what you can do there's so many options and it's just like like Emma said we're on such different paths and like our like college careers and college like experiences are so different and it's just like I think keeping that in mind just because like I feel like Emma and I get some crap sometimes like oh you guys go to the same school like you're just following each other around but like you really just like forge your own way like in college I think and um, personally, we've had family members uh, ask us like, who's better and stuff like that. It's like a hard question to answer, but we both obviously are here for a reason and we have our different qualities that we're here for. And we are different people and being here at college together, it's nice to live separate because we're really like finding who we are alone, but then we're also gonna see the other person grow. So it's a really nice experience to have. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I agree with you. And I think a lot of, of any other siblings who go to the same school as their sibling here probably would agree with you as well on that one. Um, but guys, thanks again for chatting with us today. That's all we have uh, for this segment. Um, that's Sophie and Emma Van Severin. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be back with our third and final segment on this episode of Seder Stories. Run, roll, walk. Massachusetts is getting moving again, and UMass Memorial Healthcare is here to do our part. Push, pull. We're the region's leader in orthopedics, with more doctors, more expertise, and more locations than anyone else. Stir, kick. Get moving again. 
with UMass Memorial Healthcare's orthopedics experts. Appointments available now. Call 855-UMASS-MD. UMass Memorial Healthcare, a proud sponsor of Holy Cross Athletics. Hello and welcome back to this episode of Seder Stories, our special family week podcast. Uh, This segment, we're lucky enough to be joined by Liz and Barry Mitchell, two of the Crusader Athletic Fund's national co-chairs. Liz and Barry, thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. Glad to be here. (laughs) So we were chatting before a bit and came to realize that Holy Cross really is a whole family affair for you guys. Um, You have a host of siblings who attended Holy Cross. Liz, you're a graduate, and now you have Margaret, who is your daughter on the women's lacrosse team, as well as an incoming freshman next year, and your son, John, who's going to be on the men's lacrosse team. Um, Liz, why don't you just start us off a bit with talking about your experience at Holy Cross as a student and kind of how it has impacted and shaped your life post-graduation? Sure. Um, My experience at Holy Cross as a student was a fantastic one and is filled with lots of happy memories. I was on campus for three years and spent my entire junior year in France, which was also an amazing experience filled with tremendous personal growth. Um, My Holy Cross experience has impacted my life in numerous ways and has definitely shaped the person I am today. The Jesuit motto of being men and women for others has rung true for me throughout my life as I have always looked for ways to serve others, whether it was through activities at our parish or different other community service or volunteer opportunities that have come my way throughout the years. I feel so passionate about the value of a strong liberal arts education in terms of learning how to be a critical thinker, a problem solver, a good writer. These are all skills that have served me throughout my life um, and finally, I, I want to mention um, the people at Holy Cross. I think the lifelong friends, the relationships uh, that I've formed at Holy Cross and through the Holy Cross network over the years are incredibly special. And having these connections has also helped shape me uh, into the person I am today. So lots of, lots of, uh, lots of good memories and, and um, uh really tremendous value out of my Holy Cross experience. Great, yeah, and I mean, now obviously with your second one set to come, um, has, have they wanted to come to Holy Cross ever since being little, knowing you went here? Yeah, so <clears throat> I, I, if I can jump in just a second, I think as both Margaret and John were going through the recruiting process, they recognized how important a great sound education was for a foundation for the rest of their lives. And we always instilled the values at home of, uh, of doing well in school, working hard. And they took that same kind of feeling towards their lacrosse and they really have excelled uh, on the lacrosse field as well. And so as they were going through the process, they had a very, very finite and, uh, and distinct group of schools that Holy Cross for both of them were on top of their list because yes, it is a great academic institution, but they also are Patriot League lacrosse, one of the top leagues in the country. They're going to be in an extremely competitive environment and they're gonna be able to try to excel and help their their teams get to the next level. 
And so that's what was most important. And then because of our, uh, our family ties to the school with so many uh, of our siblings either that have gone there or married to somebody who's gone to, uh, to Holy Cross and, and, and to feel and know uh, how much Liz, how much you respect and how much love you've had for your experience and that it continues almost 35 years later. Uh, it, I don't want to say it was a no-brainer, but but it was the top school on both of their lists consistently. And then when when the coaches had interest in them, and it was really an exciting uh, time uh, for us and for them, obviously. And we couldn't be any and candidly, we couldn't be any more thrilled uh, that they chose Holy Cross, uh, where they were going to uh, spend their four years of college. Right, and I think one of the draws to Holy Cross for all students are the academics. Um, the reputation school has for great academics, um, but then the draw for student athletes as well are all the great improvements uh, to the facilities, to the everything that comes with athletics. And something that really helps with that is obviously the Crusader Athletic Fund, um, which you guys are a huge part of. So what kind of inspired you both to take on this role of the of two of the national co-chairs for CAF? So we talked long and hard whether we were going to be um, involved uh, in a leadership capacity with the CAF. And it was really a no-brainer for us because we do believe in excellence in all aspects of life. And that's why uh, Margaret's at Holy Cross and John's going there next year. But they knew they were going to come out, go in as uh, as as eager uh, participants, and come out as extremely well-rounded uh, young adults and ready for ready to conquer life after college. And so the reason why we got involved in CAF is to the level that we have is because everybody wants to win, and just wanting to win doesn't make sure that you're going to win. It doesn't drive excellence, and so there. There, there are, you need coaches, you need players, you need uh, administrative support, uh, you need scholarships, you need facilities, all, uh, you need a nutrition program. These are all things that cost money, right? And so we can't, as parents, expect Holy Cross to get to that next level without being willing to get our, get our hands dirty, to dive in, to be all in, as Marcus also sa often says. Marcus talks about excellence, and we are extremely impressed by his vision uh, and, 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 and his game plan, working towards improving the, uh, the athletic experience for all the students. So it was a no-brainer for us to step up, get involved, see what we can do to help drive towards a higher level of excellence. Yeah, I, I would just add quickly to that is I think Marcus um, and his vision for the athletics program and the direction that they're headed, he was a huge inspiration for us in taking on this role because we we believe in everything that he's doing. Um, yeah, 100%. 100%. So he, he was a huge um, inspiration for us in, in, in deciding to say yes in this kind of ever-changing, uncertain environment we're living in today. I know CAF sets out each year with certain goals to achieve, um, but I'm sure this year maybe things weren't so easy to set, like this is what we want to do this year because we weren't sure what the year was going to look like. Um, now, obviously, we're about maybe two-thirds through the school year, um, so we 
hopefully fingers crossed to know what the rest of the year will look like. Can you talk a bit how like how the CAF goes about setting goals for the year and maybe what those goals are and how they've shifted and changed as the semesters have gone? So one thing we, we talked about is, look, we're in uncertain, uh, uncharted, uh, uncertain times and uncharted waters. We have not been through a pandemic in over 100 years. So nobody saw this coming. Nobody had it planned for. And it's the way uh, the kids are going through it is less than perfect. Everybody's trying to get to the best result. What, what the best result is, uh, is really just to get to the other side of it. So what we have to do as co-chairs of, of, of CAF is to really communicate and say, hey, look, you know what? These aren't perfect times, but the reality is if we're gonna get back to excellence, if we as parents, as you as alum, Liz as alum and co-alum and, and, and students- And supporters of CAF. And supporters of CAF mm -hmm. wanna see a higher level of excellence on the field, we've got a lot of work to do. Marcus, Marcus's vision is outstanding, coming down from Father Burroughs to through Marcus. The trajectory is nothing but up, but we've got to be involved. And, and I think that the, uh, the 2020 CAF numbers were down slightly, but we have ambitious goals for, for 2021, um, along with our other national co-chair, um, Rich Flaherty. So we, um, we do have ambitious goals to, to meet. As parents of a student athlete, as the co-chairs of CAF, um, you kind of had an inside look from both angles. You've seen the work you guys do on the inside. You've seen how it affects the student athletes as parents on the outside. So can you just talk a bit about how you've seen Margaret and her team positively affected by the work that CAF does? The, the obvious uh, first is the Luth Center. Nowhere in the Northeast does a school the size of Holy Cross have any kind of facilities that's even close to that. As Margaret was going through the recruiting process, even before she committed, she was enamored by the loose center and the indoor facility and the locker rooms and the weight room. Uh, and she was excited that they were going to wait until she got there till they opened up the loose center. This is even before she committed that her freshman year was going to be the first year of the loose center. Now, John, as he's gone through the process, he's, see, he, he's been in the Luce Center for prospect days and for many events uh, that were up there with Margaret and basketball games and hockey games and family weekends that we've gone to. And it is a huge, huge, huge draw for any athlete that's going to go to Holy Cross. For tra transportation to different games, they've got, they got a new bus. They, they love the new bus, <laughs> uh, you know, that, that, that comes from CAF. So, but there's only one bus, and so. But there's only yeah. one bus. But they, <laughs> but they love the, the they love the new bus. Our daughter has uh, has definitely benefited from from the, the the vision that Marcus has brought in and the excitement he has brought to the campus. <clears throat> uh, we think John's probably going to uh, benefit even more, uh, who's going to be a freshman next year, because uh, Marcus got uh, her, uh, the end of her junior year and senior year, and then then she'll be moving on. And as Market's vision of excellence and being all in uh, permeates through the community, the Holy Cross community, the ath both athletically as well as off the field, uh, I think you're really going to see uh, a different level of, uh, of, of, of game day experience of championships and really uh, taking, as, as Marcus says, uh, uh, to, to a higher level of excellence.
And I, I would just add, I think that, uh, that as Barry said, the, the loose center has been a tremendous draw for, for all, you know, student athletes looking um, to, to play whatever sport is that, you know, is their sport. Um, that's, you know, been, I, I would imagine a huge help in, um, in the recruiting of, of athletes to come to Holy Cross. So I think we can do more um, with the facilities along, you know, with the different facilities, Barry touched on a couple of them, but I think that has what the work that was done um, to expand the heart center and um, add the loose, loose center has been a, just a tremendous um, uptick for Holy Cross in general. And now the Joe. And now the Joe, yeah. <laughs> Haven't been to the Joe yet, but we'll have to check it out next time we can but get it, on campus. It, 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 it enhances the student yeah. athletic experience. And although the it's not just for uh, athletes or, or, or scholar athletes, you, you, they're going to be using both yeah. facilities yeah. Uh, as, they, as, they're on, as they're on campus. Yeah, well, wellness and, and um, you know, staying in good good physical shape and 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 um uh just overall wellness i think is just such a huge topic and and really with the the rigors of the holy cross education balancing that with with being physically fit and mentally fit and whatnot is is that's how these kids have to get through their their four years of college it's it's a totally different ball game these days than than it was back in when we were in yeah, college agreed. i mean it's rigorous to say the least, especially at a school like Holy Cross. And they don't get a break. The, 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 the student athletes don't get a break uh, because they're student athletes, which I think is awesome. They need to, they, they need to step up, uh, not just on the field, but they have to step up in the classroom. Uh, and, and so many of them do. If you just look at the, all the teams, how many are on the Dean's list and or uh, all, yeah. all academic Patriot League uh, participants in all the sports. It's, uh, yeah. We're proud to see that from every sport uh, up at Holy Cross and it puts a smile on our face every time we see that. And I think the thing is, that's different everywhere today too is that you know you may be playing a, a winter sport but you're basically practicing and 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 staying in shape and and doing doing your lifts and your 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 training all year long you know all school year long and same with a spring sport and football and what they're not just they're not just doing football in the fall they're doing football the entire academic school year yeah exactly um i mean barry and liz i want to thank you guys again so much uh for chatting with us today i do have one more question for you before we go so as we've talked about obviously liz you're a holy cross grad um you both have siblings who went here Two of your children either go here or going to or going to come here. Barry, you went to Boston College, and your oldest son, Barry, attends there now. Um, is there kind of a family rivalry between BC Holy Cross? Um, how's that gone? Oh, that's it's an interesting question. It's a much, much, much deeper question than you actually think you're asking me. Um, there's a couple things in my house. One is uh, purple is now in my color wheel. Uh, and it wasn't before Margaret decided to go to, uh, to Holy Cross. We have a lot of uh, Holy Cross swag and the Holy Cross lacrosse swag uh, and purple and black uh, in my closet. Uh, but now, we, I, as, as you mentioned, I'm an 87 grad at a, at, a, at a Boston college. I have a son who's a senior this year. Uh, I've got two brothers who also went to Boston college. I have a sister who went to Boston college. And my dad went to Boston college. 
uh, Liz's. And you have an older sister who went to Holy Cross. I have an <laughs> older sister that went to Holy Cross. We've got in-laws that went to both Holy Cross and, uh, and uh, Holy Cross and Boston College and uncle, aunts and uncles who went to both. And so uh, at our wedding, for example, there was, uh, there was a big uh, uh, competition between which picture was going to be bigger, uh, the Holy Cross picture or the Boston College picture, <laughs> and they were about equal. So that was always fun. So, uh, but and we, multi-generational, and multi which was really and, fun. And multi-generational. Yeah. My, 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 as I said, my dad went to, to, to BC, and his, his, dad, his brother, uh, who they're very close and just a year apart, uh, went to went to Holy Cross. Cross. Yeah. So and my godfather went to Holy Cross, and he had a big in, in, in influence in my life. Uh, but we never looked at it really as a uh, rivalry. We celebrated the greatness of both institutions, and we're all about excellence. We're all about striving uh, to be who you are, to be, become a better person for society. Uh, when you're in school and after after college. That's what we've always driven for. And so uh, both Holy Cross and Boston College have so much in common uh, with, within the Jesuit tr tradition. It is about critical thinking, teaching critical thinking and helping our students, our, our children become better critical thinkers. And so they, when they get out of school, they can be more productive for society and for the community that they end up living in. Uh, for their lives. And so that's what we've always celebrated. Uh, truth be told, VC uh, is a much bigger school, but I was at a game uh, when I was a senior in college and Holy Cross is winning 14 nothing. And I recounted the story uh, with Liz earlier. Uh, Gordy Lockbaum had already scored two touchdowns. And I looked at the guy, I was sitting next to one of my roommates from BC. He's like, oh my God, are we in trouble here? BC <laughs> ended up coming back and winning, but it, it, it's always been, it, it's always been a fun kind of rivalry that we celebrate versus uh, having any animosity at all. Yeah, yes. And, and Barry's, Barry's uh, high school colors were the same as BC colors. So to get him to wear some purple was a big hurdle, but uh, he's there now and that's been um, a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, we, we both um, have family members who attended both schools. So it's, it's, it's not been a rivalry. It's just been a lot of fun uh, to, and I don't think we ever in a million years imagined that as, you know, as a BC and a Holy Cross grad that we would have one child at BC and two children um, at Holy Cross. I, I, I just think that, I mean, we're, we, we feel super blessed about that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really fun to watch. I mean, our kids' experiences in college are totally different than ours were, and and you know that is really fun to watch. And I did uh, my uh, my fan cutout, uh, which anybody can do. I think it's twenty five dollars. Cutout crew. Cut, cutout crew. <laughs> uh, and last evening, and I dressed in all my Holy Cross purple. So uh, anybody that wants to do that, I think they can still do it. And then this is for because the spring sports are starting up um, soon to fill up the the stands so the kids have something to look at since no one can be there, but hopefully, hopefully we'll be there soon enough. Um, and, we're, and we're so excited to be co-chairs um, with Rich Flaherty of the CAF. Uh, we're honored that, uh, that Marcus thought enough of us uh, to ask us to participate. Uh, we believe in excellence. We will drive towards excellence. We are all in. Uh, we are going to ask a lot of folks to get all in with us. So 
we can t help Marcus and all the coaches uh, take the teams to the next level. Everybody likes to win. Let's go win some more games. And some championships. And some championships. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> Everybody likes to win. Let's go win some more games and some championships. Hey, hey, that sounds good to me. I'm definitely all for that. So guys, I mean, thanks again for chatting with us today. Uh, it's Barry and Liz Mitchell, uh, National Co-Chairs of the Crusader Athletics Fund. Uh, my name is Curtis Stoichoff, and thank you for listening to this episode of Stater Stories. Catch us next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Stater Stories. If you did, please subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you do like the show, please be sure to give us a five-star rating and leave a review. We'd love to know your thoughts and reviews are one of the best ways for others to find the show. Thank you for listening to Seder Stories. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seder Stories. Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross Athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at GoHolyCross on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go!